Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome back to The Moon Underwater. I am John Robbins, the landlord, and with me is the lovely Robin Allender and the fantastic Tanya Moore. Hi. One of the great comic talents in the UK. And I tell you what, if you thought she was good at comedy, she is good at providing quite strange drinks in pubs. Hey, I thought we said they're not strange. <laughs> well, they're certainly interest. They'd be of interest. Yes. They're tasty. Because for example, uh, Tanya's got Corona with grenadine in it on draft. If I saw a Corona pump and said, I'll get a pint of Corona, and it came to me red, questions would be asked. Well, if it wasn't Halloween, but still, I feel like you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> when you taste it, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> but before we head back into Tanya's pub, uh, we have to finish a very... Appley Moon Underwater Pub Quiz, Robin. Thanks, John. Yes, the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz was all about apple varieties uh, this week. And I gave you three questions um, where I named two apple varieties, and you have to tell me which one's the real one. So question one was a northern spy, an autumn wanderer. Tanya, what do you reckon's the real one there? I'm going to be honest. Um, Immediately as we started playing the game and you named the two names... I assumed they were pub names. <laughs> oh, really? It wasn't until the third apple that I was like, oh, damn it. But I'm still very proud of my answers. Oh, so right. So the first one is Northern Spy. So you've got Northern Spy. John, what are you saying? I also went Northern Spy. And you're both correct. Northern Spy is the name of an apple. Autumn Wanderer. Um, I think I got that from a J.D. Salinger book, but it's quite a nice phrase. Oh, no. Could, could be an apple. Could also be a pub. Yeah, it could be a pub. It could be. I thought it was a little on the nose for an Apple name. Really? Yeah. Northern Spy's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And I wonder if that continues throughout the pub quiz. I feel mm. like it will. <laughs> I wonder if that's why Nick Drake called his song Northern Sky. No, obviously not, because <laughs> that's about the sky. Uh, question two was Emerald Crisp and Gravenstein. Tanya? 
Gravenstein. You, you reckon Gravenstein, John? Yeah. I also went Gravenstein. Really? For the same reasons? Yeah. Oh, Emerald Crisps, I thought, was sounded like a real Apple name. But again, it's too on the money. It's too on the nose. Yeah, like oh. Granny Smith. Who would make up Gravenstein if they're trying to confuse and bamboozle uh, quizzes? I have a feeling question three might go the same way. I feel like, <laughs> I, I like the idea of an image of a farmer in the middle of nowhere being like, <laughs> Gravenstein. Gravenstein. <laughs> like, I like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I can picture it in the kind of that heavy metal font, you know, where you can't really read the letters. Yes. Yeah. Gravenstein and it's like apples. dripping at the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you got any facts about the Gravenstein apple? I have in a minute. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Jeeves? I know. He's still there, just like like a butler with the lights off downstairs waiting yeah. for someone to call on him. I mean, all Apple Wikipedia pages say they are used for like to make cider and apple sauce and to be eaten. Well, it's like, yeah. They, uh, obviously. Um I thought they've got a feeling they might be Germany. German apples. Yeah, they're, they're kind of green and red. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. Germany giving us sausages and apples. Yeah, which go well together. <laughs> um, Actually, question, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> question three was Jonathan and Barry. Tanya. Barry. You've gone Barry. John? Yeah. I went Jonathan. Really? <gasps> this is it now. This is the decider. And John, your bang right is the Jonathan <gasps> apple is a real apple. Barry is not a real apple. Oh, man, because you could have just called the Baza apple. The Baza app. We've missed the trick. Also, <laughs> Jonathan picking an apple that says his his name, he should lose a point for that. Oh, yeah, because it is your name, John. It's not my name. Oh. It's a separate name. It's as much my name as Barry is my name, or indeed Gravenstein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it's a, a clean sweep uh, for Johnny JR, but also very well done to Tanya there. Um, hope you got those at home as well. Um, Tanya, I'm, I, I wonder if we're going to be on perhaps more solid ground when we come to your spirit choices. Oh, I, I feel like maybe. I don't know. Let's see. I'm interested to see. The first one is rum, but it's a Malibu rum because I don't trust Ray or his nephew. Or any of the rums that come in a darker hue. I really? only trust Malibu. Yeah. Malibu. Listen, wow. too many of my friends have gotten pregnant off of rum. I'm not playing that game. It's a get pregnant drink and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I just want to drink to have fun. Okay? I don't want to wake up tomorrow and be a mum. I just want to have a headache. Well, same thing, innit, kids? <laughs> but I just want to have a headache and a kebab. That's it. So I'll go Malibu rum. It's the it's the tamest, sweetest, weakest kind of rum you'll find. Yes, it is a, a sort of a flavoured rum liqueur. Yes. At 21%. So it's about half the strength of rum. Mm. And it's owned by Pernod Ricard. Oh. Yeah. Malibu is one of those drinks I just associate with being very drunk as a teenager. So it, mm. I, I have a... Pavlovian response to the smell where I just feel really sick when I smell it. <laughs> you smell it and you want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. See, I treat it like it's because uh, you got got uh, Malibu in the day and you drink that with pineapple juice. And then when you go, want to get hard, you just add a bit of lemonade. Well, I didn't realise that there are different flavours of Malibu. So yeah. sort of the original, the classic is flavoured with coconut, but you can also get 
just look this up in my mind. You can also get banana, pineapple, passion fruit and mango uh, Malibu. The passion fruit one to me tastes like toilet water. However, <laughs> some people really, really like it. <laughs> they really do. But I'm not a passion fruit friend. Oh, you're not a friend to the passion fruit? No, separate the fruits, man. <laughs> so would you drink uh, Malibu at home or is that just for uh, when you're going out? No, I'd drink that at home, definitely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes when you're at home, you've had a long day. It just calls for that one drink, doesn't it? And you put the ice in the glass and you pour your Malibu and you don't measure it because you're not a nightmare. And then yeah. you pour the juice. Free pour. Mm. Yeah, like you're in Spain. Absolute <laughs> tyrant. <laughs> uh, so what's next? We've got Malibu and... Brandy. Ooh. And it, it can only be Cavossier or Hennessy. If you give me free barrels, I'm just going to accept you don't like me or my insides. And that's fine. If I feel like I want to spend the extra pound, I'll get a Remy Martin. But I think Cavossier has the right sweetness and Hennessy also matches the sweetness in the brandy. Okay, well, let's go for Courvoisier because I I like the name. What did you say? Courvoisier? Courvoisier. Oh, no, I'm from South London. It's Courvoisier. That's all right. (laughs) Also, I think like Hennessy had a bit of a sort of like it had a rebranding because it was in quite a lot of music videos and stuff, wasn't it? Yes. About 10 years back. Whereas I wonder if Covoisier has has maybe struggling a bit. So we should give it the uh, give it the boost. I don't know if it's struggling because you always see it in a pub unless that pub's cheapskate. But it's 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 I think you see Covoisier more than you see Hennessy. But I think that lends to because it's tastier. What do, do you have it on its own? or Do you have it with something? It depends on how uh, posh I want to act. It depends on who I'm around. If I'm around somebody who I'm trying to impress, it will be on ice and I will sip it slowly. If I'm just having a drink, it will be with Coke. has to be with Coke. Don't kind of old ladies have brandy with orange juice? It's meant to be quite nice. Cranberry juice is quite nice. Oh, yeah. I'm sure um, people drink it with Dr Pepper as well. That's, yes, yeah. yes, the psychopaths, yes, mm. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I think... It's like fizzy benelin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To quote Alan Partridge, I can't take credit for that. (laughs) Is Corvoisier a cognac or a a brandy? Cognac. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. And I think they do like super fancy versions, not just the one you get in the... um, The VSOPs, yeah. Yeah, your VSOPs, your Mm. XOs. Yes. Your VS. And they get smoother and smoother the higher the price. It's the best. It's also got a really nice bottle, the old... It's a very Christmassy bottle, of course, yeah. Yeah. It's a winter drink that you drink on the ice, and it looks cold because it's on ice, but when you sip it, it warms you up from the inside. Mm. You know, like that. It's another of those drinks. We've talked about this a few times in The Moon Underwater, where the idea of it as a kid, if you saw people drinking on TV or in a film, seemed amazing, but then the first experience of tasting it is it's absolutely disgusting. Completely. Yeah, no, completely agree. It burns your insides. Yeah. And you question what it's about until five minutes later when you feel the effects. Because that's what we go for. It's mm. the effects, really. I think only real drinkers enjoy the sipping and the taste. I'm not a real drinker yet. I'm definitely here for what happens once you've drunk the drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the result, not the process. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> I quite like the fact that with brandy and cognac, the brand that you might see in the pub where it's like three fifty for a double or whatever, also make a version that's £2,000 a bottle. 
Like you, you wouldn't get that with like Stella <laughs> or or Bell's whiskey. No. You wouldn't have like a Bell's EXO Reserve nine hundred pound <laughs> bottle. Whereas, because Courvoisier have VS VSOP EXO Emperor. Oh. 1221 Premier Reserve Lessons de Courvoisier. Oh, you're teaching me some things. There's more levels of Courvoisier for me to go. Yeah. And I think if you went to like a sort of, there's a, a website called Master of Malt, but there's also a couple of, a couple of amazing um, off licenses in Soho. There's one I think is called the Whiskey Exchange and the other one is called Amethyst. And they do have these sort of super, super expensive cognacs. And um, I'm just trying to look it up in my mind. But I've got to I've got to enter my date of birth into my mind. Um, <laughs> and, and you'll have the whole gamut from like the 20 pound bottle right up to the two grand bottle. Jeez. Yeah. F- Essence, Lessons de Courvoisier, I reckon is probably about. 500 quid a bottle 500 pound a bottle you better drink that you bet i'm gonna have one sip a year that better last <laughs> oh no it's two grand Bloody for the hell. oh wow for the essence of corvossier it sounds like you're not even getting corvossier it's yeah. just an essence <laughs> yeah, of it. yeah. you can get the whiff of the corvossier and pay more for that or actually drink it for 20 pound <laughs> the idea of corvossier <laughs> yeah <laughs> i went through a cognac phase and i really liked uh hennessy xo but I would only really get that duty free maybe once every couple of years because it's about 90 quid a bottle. But that, oh, it tastes like bananas and caramel. Oh, my gee, it's good. Mm. But onwards, onwards we go uh, with our brandy in hand to the yes. Moon Underwater Pub Library, Robin. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Oh, thanks, John. Yep, welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Library. We were just talking about Soho. Have have either of you ever been to the French house in Soho? Hell yeah. Yeah, what's it what's it like? I've never been. Well, pardon my French, it's absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's fucking amazing. And wow. they, they only serve halves. Yes, I was going to say. Have you been there, Tanya? No. It's, um, it's, it's kind of it's a London it's institution. It's like 50 yards down from the Groucho Club. Mm. It's got flags outside. Yeah. I've been past it, definitely. Oh, man. Yeah, they only serve half pints, as it, so it's kind of like you would get in, in a French brasserie. But they do serve pints on April Fool's Day. <laughs> sometimes they get um, Suggs. Yeah, Suggs pulls, sometimes pulls the first pint on April Fool's Day. I think quite a famous writer left their manuscript in the French house. Ooh, that sounds like it could have been Malcolm Lowry. He was always losing his manuscripts. Let me look that up in my mind. And, and then I'll tell you about... Um, my uh, French house hack, okay. which I got, I got, oh. um, I got found out for. Well, shall I, shall I do the pub library first while you prepare yes, that? Yes, please. So th- there is a lot of literary history with the, the French house in Soho. The following is a letter that Sylvia Plath wrote to her mother and brother in February 1960. So the French house used to be called the York Minster. It was the York Minster pub. So Sylvia Plath wrote, Dearest Mother and Warren, a little middle-of-the-week letter to pass on some very pleasant news. Picture yesterday your daughter, stroke sister, resplendent in black wool suit, black cashmere coat, fawn kidskin gloves from Paris, 
Olwyn's Christmas present, and matching calfskin bag from Italy, and of enormous and impressive size, sailing into the notorious Yorkminster pub on Dean Street in Soho, just off Shaftesbury Avenue, about 12.15, and up to the bar to meet a pleasant half-American, half-Scots young editor for the well-known British publisher's William Heinemann, and taking out a pen thereupon and signing on the contract for her first book of poems, namely The Colossus. So there you go. Next time you're in the French house, you can drink to the fact that that's where Sylvia Plath signed her first book deal. Good Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also uh, where Brendan Behan wrote large portions of, is it The Query Fellow? Not sure. The Brendan Behan's first play. And Dylan Thomas left the manuscript for Under Milk Wood in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Battered he was. Yeah, I bet. But I, so I, when I was reading, um, the Drinker by Hans Faluda, mm. uh, which is a story about a, an alcoholic in Germany. Great book, Das Trinker in German. He, he's always drinking schnapps in that book. He's obsessed with schnapps. So I went through a phase of tr- drinking schnapps. <laughs> so I go into the French house and I ordered uh, half a Guinness. And then I saw that they, because they do... Kier Royales, which is like champagne or Prosecco with um, cassis. I said, oh, can I just get a, a, a double cassis? And the, the, the lady at the bar looked at me and was like, well, just on its own. And I said, yeah. And I think it comes in 50 mil measures because it's like a liqueur. Mm. And she looked a bit hesitant and she spoke to a, like someone else behind the bar. Anyway, she, she poured out the Cassis, it's 50 mil. It's like syrup, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but she ran it through the till. Oh, God. And it was 25p. Oh, really? <laughs> because they'd only ever used it in a Kia Royale. No one had ordered it on its own before. So I said, oh, I'll get a triple. So I got like this massive cassis for 75p. <laughs> so and I, I was just drinking them all through the evening I was there. I must have had sort of eight or nine cassises. But are you meant to do that? Well, you can. It's just a liqueur. I mean, right. you can do. It'd be like drinking a creme de menthe or a... Or grenadine, I suppose. Oh, I was going to say grenadine. Yeah. They don't have this as a button on the till, so you just get it for free. It's wonderful. But, this, but cassis is alcoholic. Oh, but in my pub, it's definitely got a button. It's <laughs> £2.50. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, I, I went back in to try and do the same trick later that week, and they'd obviously updated the till, and it was like sort of three quid or whatever. <laughs> but uh, that that stolen evening in uh, the French house with my twenty five p cassises. Stolen. Happy days. I was quite bleak when I think I was on my own. Cassis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, superb. So uh, Sylvia Plath's letter in the pub library. But we don't just have a library here, Tanya. We've also got a jukebox. Yeah. And we ask each of our guests to add an album that they would like to hear when they walk into their dream pub. Now, I've chosen this album because I went for the first one that came to mind. And the first one that came to mind is the one that I used as a Bible for all of my uni days. I listened to it on the train there, while I was there, on the train back. And then I lost it when I was getting off the train at East Croydon and I had it in a CD Walkman and I had my suitcases in my bag and as I was getting off the train, somehow the CD Walkman opened and the CD went down by the side of the train in the platform and it smashed. 
No. And that album is Jagged Edge. And finally, it's called Heartbreak. I was very heartbroken. Mm, wow. Yeah. Tell me about Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge are a R&B soul band. Pretty old school. I don't even know if they're still together. They might come out when, you know, when the old school people come and do like big concerts together and stuff. But they have many albums that won uh, multiple awards. Very big in our community. Old Jagged Edge. They're like, a, do you know Jodeci? Mm. They're like a Jodeci, but there's four of them. Or a Black Street, kind of like a Black Street, yeah. also around at the same time. Belle Biv DeVoe kind of vibes, you know, like all of that mixed together. That's a bit of jagged edge for you. So does it have a kind of, is there a gospel edge to it or is it is it just the very kind of close harmony singing kind of? Harmony singing, yeah, yeah. boys to men kind of vibes. Definitely harmony singing, I love you. Some of the best songs that they had were Heartbreak. That was, what was upsetting about Heartbreak is the name of the album and the album track is, uh, what's that, what's the name of that thing they call and the song only lasts like one minute? A little interval skit track. In, yeah. A skit yeah. track, yeah. The album track's a skit track and it's like the best track on there and it's annoying that it only lasts so short. But then songs that I love off of there, one really big one that people know is called Let's Get Married. It's played at a lot of weddings. Really nice, melodic tune. Uh, and then if you want to go a bit more upbeat, you've got Keys to the Range where they're professing that you're so important. They'll, they'll even give you the keys to their car. Nice. Oh, when you listen to it now, it's like, you misogynistic bastards. <laughs> but back then I was falling in love, okay? <laughs> That's oh, it. I've been looking up the wrong Jagged Edge in my mind. Because there's, <laughs> there's a British band called Jagged Edge. Let which, me look in your mind. <laughs> which is known in America as Jagged Edge UK. Oh. So... Jagged Edge UK. <gasps> oh my different. god, I just seen it. They were a glam metal rock band formed in 1985 at Jagged Edge UK. It sounds like um, Creme Brulee from League of Gentlemen. Imagine like setting up your band and then realizing there's another band of the same name. Yeah. Uh, but Jag- now I'm I'm in my mind in the right place because I, I was I was thinking why have this this band have only had one album that's not even got its own page on Wikipedia in my mind. There's a really good band. Have you heard of them called We Are King, Tanya? Have you heard yeah, of them? Yeah, I like We Are Kings. They're really good. Like They are. They released an album in 2016, which is just fantastic, amazing R&B, and really beautiful vocals, harmonies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame at how many R&B groups don't go the distance because R&B isn't as respected as, say, a grime or a hip-hop or, you know, a pop even. R&B isn't at the forefront of people's minds when you say music. Mm. Do you think that's because of the association with the sort of slightly watered-down pop versions of it? Yeah, because the pop versions take them and then they make them fun and uh, mainstream. But I just don't think... You can't be an original for me. It's it's much better. Like, I never want to hear... Oh, what's that UK band? They so irritate me. It's got Dane Bowers in it. What's that band? Another level. Another, Another level. level. Yeah, course, oh yeah. God, they did my head in. <laughs> my goodness, they were another level, but it wasn't going up. It was definitely going down. Dane Bowers also formed uh, a, an English Irish supergroup called Boys on Block with Fats and Small singer Ben Fadu. And former boy band members Abs Love and Shane Lynch. 
I remember that actually. And that was a nightmare, wasn't it? Didn't they do a little semi, a little documentary on that? Where we followed them around and they just could not get along. Wow. Yeah. There's too many uh, main players and they're trying to make a band. And Abs doesn't want to take the back seat. He never wants to take the back seat. It's Abs. It's because he's Abs. He's, he's, he's front and centre. Well, uh, Jagged Edge, Heartbroken, on the jukebox here at the Moon Underwater, and uh, delighted to whack that on. And it's a nice story as well about that kind of pre-streaming age, when if you lost a CD, you you lost a CD, that was it. You have to go <laughs> and buy another one. <laughs> yeah, you essentially just chucked £12.99 down, down the drain. Basically. No way you're getting that for free. <laughs> We've got one more choice for you here, Tanya, in your dream pub. It's your wild card choice. Uh, what are you going to go for? I'm excited about this one because I want to know if you two know about this drink. It's a magnum. It's a Jamaican tonic wine. Ooh. And it's got a little bit of um, Viagra in it. Really? <laughs> 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 And on the label of the drink, the, uh, the, the so there's two labels now because you've got the British one and the British one, they've, they've taken out as much of the Viagra as possible. But on the Jamaican one, it's a, the label has a couple embraced. Because normally <laughs> when you drink the drink, you get a bit randy. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well known. You drink a Magnum and everyone's like, oh, they're on a promise because that exactly what a Magnum does to you. Wow. I think it's a wonderful drink. I love it. You need no more than two for the whole night or you're a psychopath. And that's it. You're done. You go off license. They're like four quid. It's wonderful. I think I might have had this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you can even get them in Tesco's now. It's crazy. But don't go Tesco's because they only have the English one. Get the Jamaican one. Get the Viagra. <laughs> How did he find out you'd had it, John? Because, you know, in... Um... In the song, I think it's Cypress Avenue by Van Morrison, mm. when he says, um, walking with my cherry, with my cherry wine. Oh, yeah, sweet thing. Oh. Oh, is that sweet thing? I think so. Cherry B wine is different to Magnum. Yeah. Right. Well, so what do you think Van Morrison was talking about drinking a wine to maintain some kind of erection? Is that what you're saying? Do you think he's drinking Magnum or do you think he's drinking Cherry B? Yeah, so let me get this right. I think it's um, hang on. <laughs> I like the idea of him singing that he's drinking wine to help him. <laughs> so is this? Is, is it? Are you saying it's um not kind of legal in the UK, or just that they took or they changed the recipe? Yeah, so they tried to illegalize it in the UK, and there was a big kerfuffle a few years ago when right. they stopped allowing it to be sold in the UK. But <laughs> what what's happening now is they've got a UK version, and they've put a new label on top of it, and they've taken out some of the ingredients. Mm. But you can still get the Jamaican one. They're just on sale next to each other, and you can choose which one you want to get. Really? Just like, well, so one, one has a kind of couple embracing, and the other one has a couple kind of arguing. Or no just, couple. <laughs> 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 the other one has a picture of a lady with a kebab and a man smoking in a bed and yeah. <laughs> going to Ikea or something like that yeah. you know, bickering we'll try and... <laughs> right it is Cypress Avenue Rob oh sorry yeah so he says I think I'll go walking by the railroad with my cherry cherry wine mm. I believe I'll go walking by the railroad with my cherry cherry wine anyway so obviously I listen to that and think right I'm going to start drinking cherry wine now <laughs> you're very very influenced you're by so media you're so influenced yeah I know. <laughs> drinking schnapps and cherry wine gonna, he's going to be on a grenadine and corona <laughs> in yeah, a minute yeah. 
So I think I saw it first because I never knew what cherry wine was. It just sort of sounded like this impossibly youthful liquor. And then I went into like a news agent and they got this cherry bee stuff. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm going to be like Van Morrison drinking this one pound <laughs> bottle of... It's gorgeous. <laughs> it is. It tastes a bit like port. But then I think the next time I was looking for it, they had Magnum and not uh, Cherry B. Mm. But I think they have a similar sort of taste. I don't remember having an unquenchable, desirous thirst. <laughs> um, apart from for the wine itself. I thought you were going to say, I don't remember much after drinking the Magnum. <laughs> but no, Magnum's very different to Cherry Bree, especially in strength. You didn't have a surprise in the in the under, in underpants department or anything like no, that? No, no surprises, <laughs> just the familiar disappointments. Because <laughs> most people drink Magnum first off and they're like, oh, it tastes like medicine. Right, that's, what yeah. I norm- that's what you normally hear. But a couple more sips in, then they're in. You start to get the flavours of the strawberry and the berries and stuff that come through. And I think we need to notice that every type of thing that has a fruity taste, Tanya says strawberry. So I don't know what the actual fruit is, but it's a nice fruity, what I think is strawberry taste anyway. Well, it is, It is. I think it's sort of cherry based, but you've got a lovely, a lovely fruit flavour running through all your drinks because you've got the orange in the blue moon. Oh, yeah. You've got the cranberry syrup and the lime in the Corona. Yeah. I mean, you've got Black Tower in a different bottle. Uh, yes. But it's still quite sweet. Yes. Then you've got the Malibu. Obviously, you've got the coconut or whatever flavour Malibu you want. And then you've got your, your cherry, cherry wine. Bit of a fruity girl, apparently. <laughs> well, we now leave our regular listeners, the Johnny Come Flyby Nightlies, to find out about Tanya Moore's Dream Pub Companion. If you'd like to hear this selection and also bonus podcast Behind the Cellar Door... And also gain access to the Moon Underwater Social Club on Facebook and uh, live events. Then do support us on Patreon. We very much appreciate the support of those who can. No worry, those who can't. Uh, but uh, you, you, do, you don't get to hear Tanya's next choice. I'm sorry. That's just the way the cards are dealt. So we'll be back with you shortly. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We return now to the regular listeners and what a choice it was. What a choice. We've got two bits of admin before we bid you adieu, Tanya, but thank you so much for joining us. Just to recap, in your pub, you've got Blue Moon with an orange slice and Corona with lime and grenadine on draft. You've got bottles of Apothic red wine and Black Tower served in a Frixanti bottle. You've got Malibu and Courvoisier cognac as your spirits. Your wild card is a Magnum tonic wine. And on the jukebox is Jagged Edge's album Heartbreak. Uh, But we need you to do two more things before you go. Uh, First off, we need to ban or bar something. You're barred. Animals. Oh, God. I am done with dogs in pubs. I cannot get into it. If I trip over another dog and have to feel guilty because your dog doesn't understand not to lie in the walkway, I'm going to lose my mind. Leave the dog at home or in the car. Either way, <laughs> make sure you wind down the window. I'm yeah. not promoting animal death. I'm just saying, don't bring it to the pub. I went to a lovely pub this week called uh, The Bull and Last. Really nice meal. Lots of people in there eating. It was sort of classic lunchtime. Really, really good food. Lovely stuff. And a little shitty fucking dog <coughs> that yapped oh, constantly God. for an hour and a half. And the couple, literally, they'd wait till maybe the fifth or sixth bark before giving it some kind of attention. A few other people were like, sort of would stroke the dog a bit. And then when they stopped stroking, it would start yapping. And what annoyed me was the lack. It's like you, it's like they couldn't hear it because I guess they hear it all the time. But you kind of want to go, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking to my friend here. We're sharing an hour. We don't get to spend a lot of time with each other. This is our hour where we spend time with each other. And no, because your dog either isn't trained or you, you know, you don't care. Or you know, it's not the dog's fault. A lot of things to yap about in a busy pub with lots of smells and food going around and stuff. Well, it sounds like the dog's getting ignored. So, ignored, so he's got a lot to say. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna talk. And I think also a bit overwhelmed. If you go from your house to a place full of sounds and smells and people. But I uh, did my head in. Just take it outside. Just stand outside. And if a pub is serving food, I just don't think dogs should be able to just walk past everyone's tables with all their fleas just popping off the backs of them. It doesn't make sense. There's something not quite right about dogs and food. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. But you've, you've, you've barred animals. Are there any other species that have annoyed you in pubs? Dogs... Cats, ah. this whole cat cafe thing will never be a thing I understand. Everywhere, cats, anything that you can carry into a pub, caged or not, f- fish. <laughs> I don't want to see anything that we we could potentially eat. I don't want to see it. Do you not think a pub cat is very sweet and lovely and just will sort of sit somewhere and you can give it a little stroke every now and again? So would a really furry ball or pillow. <laughs> we can <laughs> yeah. we can pass the pillow around. 
stroke it. It won't move either. And we can call it the, the pub cat. It doesn't actually have to be something that I've now got to go and buy tins of food for. I'm, I'm going to struggle with bunning lovely little pussycats that just sort of keep themselves to themselves and sit in the window maybe. But it's your it's your pub. Yeah. You, ban, you ban animals. They're gone. Hurry up, please. It's time. And finally, we need a name for this pub, Tanya. What's it going to be called? More Drinks. <laughs> I thought that was quite poetic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, spelt as your surname, M-O-O-R-E. Drinks, yeah. More Drinks. Yeah. You could also team up, not not sure they do Corona with Grenadine, but uh, More Brewery. Uh, is, is that Br- are they Bristol based, Rob? I think so. Yeah, uh, fantastic beers mm. that More Brewery do. So more drinks, I love it. Hello, welcome to More Drinks. I can help you. <laughs> sounds great. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It sounds I can hear great. It. I can feel it. I can taste it. Yeah. Well, uh, folks, <laughs> if you want to find out what Tanya's doing, where she's gigging, what she's working on, head over to Tanya's website, tanyamore.co.uk, where which is updated very regularly. I did check it uh, before uh, Tanya arrived in the moon underwater this evening. And we bid her farewell with more drinks under her arm to uh, (laughs) use whenever she needs it the most. And we thank you very much for your time here at the moon underwater. Thank you. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah, thanks. That was brilliant. Bye-bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.